Alrighty. Hey, mates. Welcome aboard to another edition of the Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dasselow. Sitting opposite me is my co-host, Carl Chandler. G'day, you dickhead. Oh, that's it. You fancied it up. Yeah. Got bored with the old style? Um... Yeah, I just uh, people want to people want to hear something different. I don't want to change the words. I just want to give people a ex- different experience in another way. The thing I bit miss most about this show when we're kicked off the internet is these fabulous intro, back and forth banter's between you and I. <laughs> They've really, I was, I'd say well, we've you run- started the show. I didn't even know we were starting the show. That's why I was still looking at my phone and I'm like, and I started <laughs> looking at a picture of you in a giant koala. Yeah, I was. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, well, he'll start this in a couple of minutes. Oh, hang on. This is his intro I'm thinking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't know how you'd not know that I was starting the show, given that I did say, okay, we're starting now. I don't have any headphones. <laughs> I can't hear the opening I, tune. I said it out loud. I didn't hear that. <laughs> I was looking at a koala. Were you getting hot? No. Oh. I got hot last night. Really? Yep. Of course you did. Where were you staying last night? Because you were in Adelaide, in Adelaide last night. I was in Adelaide last night. I went to the Fringe Festival for one night. I drove to Adelaide uh, with some friends of the show. And uh, then it was very hot in Adelaide, and then I stayed on someone's couch, and it was bloody hot, and I had jeans on, and I was nearly <laughs> going to neck myself. I hate being that hot. It was shit at house. So you didn't, you didn't, you didn't noot off in classic no, Chandler style. Because you know why? Because I was staying at friend of the show Rob Hunter's house in Adelaide. Oh yeah. And um, what's his house like? It's big. Yeah. It's good. Hmm. And um, what happened was. It, it, we were out, people were drinking, we were out. He went home very, very early, and I was thinking, I'll get a cab home with someone at some stage. No one wanted to go home. I hung around, I hung around, no one wanted to go home. So I ended up having to catch a cab myself. I got back to his address, I snuck into the house, and then realised that I don't know where I was supposed to be staying or where did his Did he parents... know you were staying with him? Yes, he did, yeah, he said. I had his address. So I went into the house, and I didn't know whether his parents were up or there or not to wake this up or where to stay. So I just walked into the house and got scared, and there was a dog in there, so chasing me. And <laughs> what? You're making yourself sound like the burglars off Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then I slipped on the marbles, and then no. Um, yeah. And then so Hunter then threw a paint can at you. Yeah. So apparently there was a spare room put, put aside for me, but I didn't use it. I just slept on the couch, and the dog ended up liking me. And and I would wake, I woke up every and it was like about 35 degrees at night, and I woke up every five minutes because the dog kept going to sleep on my head. <laughs> As soon as I thought I was going to sleep, and it'd come and sit on my head. <laughs> well, friend of the show, Justin Hamilton, used to go up to Sydney and stay with um, comedians Kent Valentine and Sam Bowring when he got there. And they have a pet rabbit, and he would sleep on their couch, and he would wake up in the middle of the night with the rabbit nibbling on his leg hairs. But it wouldn't. <laughs> but they'd have people to stay all the time, and the rabbit wouldn't do it to anyone else. It would just. It just for whatever reason. Hammers were the only... Old lettuce legs. <laughs> I just love the image of, like, Hamo walking through the door and the rabbit just being like, oh, yes, <laughs> we are eating tonight. Um, we've got a big show tonight on the Little Dum Dum Club. Uh, we should mention uh, we're on uh, uh, Barry Digital Radio currently again. Uh, so if you're tuning in, listening to us for the first time through that, uh, welcome aboard. This show is called the Little Dum Dum Club. If you like what you've heard, hop on iTunes and you can find some of our old episodes. Tonight on the show, a very good friend of ours. Uh, you may have seen her on the telly on all sorts of things or uh, various uh, theatre shows and stand-up shows across the country. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Kate McLennan. Yay! Yay! Oh, hang on. Oh! That's that's a level of professionalism that you're probably (laughs) not used to. Someone forgetting to turn the mic on? Well, you're probably used to it, considering what you worked on recently. Oh, Oh, let's get stuck in right early. Are we doing this? Are we we just going to go straight into this? Yeah, righto. Come on, hit me up. You've said three words. Two of them were off mic because I hadn't turned you on. 
Oh. That's very... Could have been in the show Kate was on. <laughs> in case you're not familiar, um, uh, Kate McLennan is fresh off the Channel 9 series, uh, Ben Elton Live from Planet Earth. Uh, Cancelled this week yep. in the media. How quickly did we book you for this um, after I think that? it was about half an hour after the press <laughs> No, I believe, because I believe the conversation was we were chatting, and you're an old mate of the show. Yeah. You're a yeah. fan of the I've program. I've been listening. I've been listening. We, we, I was talking to you a few weeks ago and said, um, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. You should come on. You said, well, how about I come on? <laughs> <laughs> When the show is off the air. And I said, all right, well, I'll see you in a week. Yeah. What time prophecy, is it now? Yeah, that, that, I, did, I did read about it getting cancelled uh, on the Age Online. And then I sort of thought, I felt guilty about picking up the phone straight away <laughs> and getting on it. But I wanted to lock it in because we didn't, you know, I thought, oh, this will be great. You want to jump on this quickly. Yeah. We didn't have, it, we didn't have another guest. Like, this, is per- this is perfect timing. But I thought, yeah, my just... phone was obviously ringing off the hook. So, um... <laughs> did, did you get a lot of Did you get a lot of condolence calls? Yeah, I did actually. It was nice. I didn't answer the phone though. I was just like, fuck off. I can't deal with it at the moment because I've been talking about it a lot over the. Because I started in January, I think was when we started pre production. It's an extremely so I've been hot dealing topic, with the isn't process. it? Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, let's back up. I think we need to give a bit more background because the interesting thing about it is, um, it, it, you know, if you're not familiar with it, it was a sketch show that was on Channel Nine for three weeks. It it was cancelled uh, during the week, just gone by, and it's interesting because it was cancelled because of low ratings, and it was, but it was getting a lot of a lot of negative press in the newspapers and whatever. And there are a lot of articles written about it, which I find bizarre, given that the whole point of it was that it wasn't raining well, meaning a lot of people aren't watching it. Yet there's stories about it in the paper all the time, and to me, it's just like. Is anyone even reading the paper going to know what you're talking about, yeah. given that it, the whole thing of it is that people weren't tuning in? I was surprised, given the, the yeah how badly people have been talking about it, that it didn't rate better because it seemed like people were watching it on purpose just to rag it. Well, the second episode, we <laughs> we were, you know, we knew our jobs were basically on the line going in to do it. And, you know, it was live. So, you know, we worked Monday, Tuesday. From so Planet we, Earth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just in case you were mixing um, it up with Ben Elton live from... Neptune. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> live from Uranus. That must have been on the whiteboard at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were, you know, we were conscious of it. I based, you know, the second episode, if it didn't rate well, we were gone. And so the only thing that we had to hold on to was that there would be that car crash mentality of people yeah. wanting to tune in just to see how bad it could be. Yeah. And the second episode was actually not not such a bad episode. It was um, an improvement on the first one. Um, but it's also by that point, but you know, people have kind of made up their minds a little bit. Yeah, and I think people just tuned tuned out like they weren't going to watch it again. And obviously, because it dropped in the ratings again. From yeah, first week to second week. Now we are we. I mean. I'm trying to make excuses for us because we're, we're going to act a little bit vulture-like in, in, in finding out what exactly happened. And I think that's a natural thing for us to do. And I'll put on the record right now that me and Tommy Daslo, uh, we were we were behind the scenes on a show that went for less than what your show. We were behind the scenes on The White Room and that went two weeks. So that's we, we weren't even as successful as you guys. And because our show wasn't live, there was a, there were episodes taped of our show that didn't make it to air. So there are lost episodes. Yeah. We've got shit in the vault. Yeah, well, and I I worked on um, Let Loose Live as well, going back to 2005, which was, that was a two-episode show as well. So there was a bit of 
bit of deja vu because we had nothing communicated to us about how long the show was going to go. And so after that first episode, I think there was an article in the Herald Sun or something that basically said we were gone, but the show would be axed after the first episode. And so, like, I had relatives calling me saying, I hear the show's going to be axed. <laughs> I'm just going, well, I haven't had a phone call, so I'm, I presume we're all systems go for next week. And then we got the phone call after ep two, sort of, you know, I was expecting on the Wednesday that I'll get the axed phone call because that's how it goes. You sort of get the ratings come out, you know, whatever time, the morning after, and then you get the phone call from the EP telling you you don't have a job anymore. And because um, I've been through this before, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> but, um, you know, the producer rang and he's like, um, Kate, you know, the, the ratings were lower than last week, um, but Channel 9 have decided that we will go another week. <laughs> and then after that, I was sort of like, well, does that mean we're going to keep going? Like if week three doesn't go well, is it gone? If week three does go well, are we going to have another it's week? They should have advertised it like that, like the special Green Mile episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like, now, Grandma can't see, she can't hear or speak, <laughs> but we are going to keep the feeding tube in <laughs> just to sort of see what happens. <laughs> and, you know, and then the third week did go to air, but because it was the day that the earthquake had happened, yep. they decided to put news on from 9.30 to 10.30 in our time slot. <laughs> they decided. <laughs> decided. So we had an hour of devastating news happening and then our show followed up at 10.30. But you, but were you still, because I read, I think, on the night, did you still do that episode live at 9.30 yeah, and then did. they held it back by an hour? Yeah. So I was thinking how horrendous that would be if it was if they had made the studio <laughs> audience sit and watch the earthquake, if that was and the warm-up act. I'd like, to see, I'd like to see the warm-up guy working for two hours. It's <laughs> a slight delay. There's been an earthquake. <laughs> So, uh, hang on. Where are you from? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? Just <laughs> yeah. for two hours. Yeah. We thought that would save us, though. We thought that maybe we'd get another week out of it because of the earthquake. I kind of thought sort of I kind of thought that because you can't blame. I, I didn't think you could blame the low ratings again on. on I thought that would definitely show. be the smokescreen. I actually thought, no, nah, they'll they'll just shove this one out of the way. It'll obviously rate a lot lower because it's on at ten thirty. Then they'll just go. That'll do. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a bit of a stitch up, to be honest. Yeah, I might possibly. be wrong. So tell me this: I mean, I, I've worked on, I've worked on behind the scenes on TV shows that have debuted and and gone quite well, and and experienced that sort of you know environment. And I've also had the opposite, where I've worked on shows that have that have come out and not done as well as they you know as as, as everyone involved would have hoped. What, what I mean, what's the mood like on a thing like that when you're turning up to work those next two weeks after it's uh, you know after it's getting Savage, and particularly in the way that it did. Yeah, it was awful. It was really, it was really shit. Okay, like, next question. That's, that's um, like, there's no kind of. It's weird though. That you've got to talk yourself into doing a good job though. Like you've got to talk yourself into rocking up to work and still earning your pay. And everyone else who's working on the show is doing a really awesome job. Like the crew yeah. were amazing, but there was a lot of negative talk going on. Like we knew. <laughs> I think we were all quite. The cast were all quite. Um, quite um, cynical. Well, let's be honest. I was quite cynical. <laughs> Paul McCarthy was quite cynical and I think our cynicism just filtered on What about down. the bank woman? How is she feeling? Yeah, Genevieve. Genevieve's probably... Um, the three of us are kind Does of... Does she have a real name? I, I just yeah, thought Genevieve it was the Morris. bank woman. That's what people call her. And she's amazing. She's brilliant. But she only did that one character. So she was... Genevieve would just come in on the day of the show. And, oh, right. Um, she, had a, she had a good deal going. But um, the other... <laughs> So the other cast members were all quite young and 
quite naive. And so by the end of it, they, you know, they really, um, they've had a nice initiation into the world of TV. Yeah, right. But the poor things, like after the first episode, because, you know, because like I'm on Twitter and so um, I got on and had a little look, <laughs> 10.30. Hashtag, uh, hashtag LP. And like, LFP, I, you know. LFPE. A lot of the things that were said on Twitter, I guess I probably had said myself leading up to that point. So none of it kind of surprised me. But then all these, I call them young kids, all the young kids were getting on there looking and laughing at the time. But you knew they were going to go home that night and really be upset by it all. And so there was, you know, and then the next day we had a rehearsal for the second episode and they were just so flat and depressed. And, you know, that's really hard. That's that's the hard part about doing live TV and having... But I didn't read many... I don't think I read... In fact, I don't think I really read any criticisms of the rest of the cast. No. It was more level at the show as a whole and... And and and, straight at at, at Big Elty himself. Yeah. Yeah, there was one... um, There was one comment on... I think it was... Like, there was a Live from Planet Earth website, which I, I didn't realise, but there was a comment on the website that said, just let Ben Elton have creative control, <laughs> Channel 9, which we all kind of had a laugh over because, you know, there, there were no writers on the show. It was just Ben. And um, and, that, I mean, and then that if, if you're listening and you're not familiar with the behind-the-scenes of television, that is, that is extraordinarily mm. rare. But it was weird not having, you know, like writing, writing meetings and... Um, that process, that's, uh, you know, not even having an, an editor or – and Ben directed it as well. So that was – He directed it yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So coming off, you know, like I worked on the show The Mansion on the Comedy Channel a couple of years ago, which um, Charlie Pickering and Michael Chamberlain um, put together. And that was, you know, we had writer's room going and I think the boys were kind of acted as head writers and, you know, there was a lot of work that went into the scripts on that show and – you know, draft after draft going out and, you know, that's kind of how... And, you know, I've worked on a couple of other sketch shows and that's sort of the way it all worked. And, you know, you put out your topics and go, okay, well, you know, we're going to write eight sketches about, you know, I don't know, Shane Warne and Liz Hurley and see, you know, the best sketch of the day and that's the one that would go to air, whereas that process didn't happen on this show. And it was was interesting kind of coming just as an actor and going... Was he writing it week to week or did he He had a bank of stuff ready to go. Right. But, um... But yeah, because I guess it, for from, me it was from twelve years ago or from recently. <laughs> well, maybe let's let's get onto this because I'm I'm interested to know, um, you know, what was what was he like to deal with the man himself? What was I mean? How much how much how much involvement did you have? You know, did you have with him for the first week? He'd come out into um, the green room, sort of, you know, because he's not, um, you know, he's not from Australia, so he would ask us. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're cautious about saying that. It's just a fact. It's an opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, he, um, and he, like, he doesn't have, um, his kids aren't old enough to sort of, you know, be able to fill him in on some of the gaps in our vernacular, but he, um, <laughs> he'd come out and ask us what, you know, certain words or variations on certain words. And so nearly every day he would come out and ask, girls, what, what's, what's another word for vagina? <laughs> And so you know, be like minge, gash, and then one day, <laughs> did gash make it to it? No, because this is the thing. He'd always ask for suggestions, and then you know, he's like, "So at the moment, I've got fanwar. At the moment, I've got fanwar. Do girls say fanwar?" We're like, "No, they probably would say fanny or vag. Probably yeah, vag, I think." That's right. That fanwar thing. Where did I? 
It's just that something he made up. He just made that up. He made that up. And so, you know, we'd sort of say, you know, like I said, oh, look, you know, girls probably say Fanny or Vag or for JJ was the one that we were trying to get in because that's probably, you know, what most chicks were, you know, the girls that were in that sketch were probably that's, say. That's at least something that's been said before in the yeah. history of time. Yeah. Unlike Fanwa. Fanwa. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all about the catchphrases as, you know... Yeah, yeah, he was very much about the catchphrase and working back from there. And, um, yeah, so Fanwar made it through, but each day, you know, he'd come out and ask and we'd sort of give him some variation on the theme. Because um, I know, felt like that first episode that he broke the land speed record for a number of different terms <laughs> for it. But you know It was what? insane. The week, the dress rehearsal, um, he said... <laughs> He said, you know, I've realised that, you know, the first nine sketches in all my stand-up have, like, some reference to the genitals. So, like, I've decided to cut some of that back. So it's actually going to be more so. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. So, um, yeah. But um, there was one that was written that um, I didn't read for, but I was, which I was really disappointed about, where the Queen was talking about getting... Um, her anus bleached. <laughs> so that's shame that one. People should be so air. thankful of what actually went to air, <laughs> considering what was in the pipes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be an interesting technique for a show? Would be would be to show to show the episode as is on the Tuesday, and then people come out and and hate it and go, well, hang on, here's the stuff that didn't make it in on the next night, and go so. You tune in, tune into the Tuesday night one, or there's going to be more of the Wednesday night one. We'll just yeah. start filtering yeah. that in. <laughs> How was his sort of mood once it came out, and it was you know after the first episode it aired and people hadn't? But did he? Yeah, that's a good question because he seemed very confident, and you know every time he'd be on in between the sketches, he'd be like, "Well, look at that, look at those." Guys, there, those characters, you'll be seeing a lot more of them the next couple of weeks and, you know, the next in the next couple of years when this show just keeps getting renewed. Yeah, like he, I think he genuinely thought that Australia would fall in love with the show and the characters. Like there was that optimism there. Like he was, he's very prolific in the amount that he can write. Like he would go away and write, you know, like 10 sketches in a night and write his stand up in the lunch break and like he was you know quite prolific in the amount of material he could churn out and he was really great to the cast in the way that he dealt with us but there were just I guess little not warning signs but just like the first week of rehearsals he um he came in and he said <laughs> I shouldn't talk about this. yes <laughs> here we go come there on go. all right so the Press first record. first day first rehearsal there is Six six girls in the cast sitting at this table in the green room. And, you know, if, if anyone that's seen the show, um, the, the girls are all quite attractive. Like, there's a nice-looking bunch of girls in the show. And he, he came in and he's if like... If you do say so yourself. I'm not referring to me. I'm referring to the other girls. And um, he said to oh, anyone would think that I'm some middle-aged man having a midlife crisis, you know, and I like getting a, you know, getting a whole bunch of pretty young girls into my show, and they'd be right. And uh, we were sort of like, ah! <laughs> 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 kind of, you know, the the laughter was genuine for a while and then it was just like, ah, this is a bit awkward. <laughs> I did a gig in Bendigo on Friday night and, you know, I started the gig by just saying, look, I've had a bit of a rough week. <laughs> I, uh, did you get recognised? Well, I, I said, you know, I did, I've been working on this show called 
Ben Elton's live from Planet Earth, and I've got a massive round of applause. Well, by law of averages, if you're 185,000 people, there would have been probably two people in Bendigo yeah. that would have watched that. It could have been all of the audience. That might have been. They might have all been in Bendigo. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, they should have just the... run lots of ads for Gillies pies and stuff during the show. Yeah. Maybe this the show had been Ben Elton live from Bendigo. It would have gone a bit better. <laughs> Tore it up. <laughs> Bendigo <laughs> Elton. <laughs> Live oh. from Kangaroo Flat. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you've touched on this just uh, a couple of times. Uh, the show Let Loose Live, which, mm. if uh, if people don't remember, was a uh, sketch show on Channel 7 in 2005. Five. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested. I mean, that made it to two episodes and now Ben Elton has made it to three. I'm interested, you know, the, the, the comparison between those those two kind of, you know, those two shows, like how the experience is compared. To each other. Well, I was really young with Let Loose Life. That was my first break, I guess. I'd been acting and I'd been doing sketch comedy on stage. I could done the comedy festival a couple of times and stuff. So when I started Let Loose Live, I was really green and really enthusiastic. Like I was just writing like the clappers. And Sammy J, that was his sort of first break as well, really. The two of us were the unknowns that, you know, came in performing with Mark Downey and Michael Veach and who else was in there? Dave O'Neill was yep. in there. Colin Ugly Lane, Dave Gray. Ugly Dave Gray. <laughs> and that, that had a team of writers behind yeah, it. Yeah, and that was, yeah. you know, a lot of the um, fast-forward writers were in there. Right. But a, a whole heap of different writers, like really awesome writers. Um, and, you know, that was really exciting, but it was kind of that thing where, you know, being my first job and getting paid really well, you know, for me at that time, I was getting paid really well and you're getting picked up by a driver every day. Yeah. And, Photo and TV week and all that sort of stuff. Ooh. Like, it was really exciting. Every girl's dream. Yeah, it was really... And Peter Moon said to me, he's like, Kate, this show's going to run for 25 years. <laughs> it's going to be like the Australian version of Saturday Night Live. It's oh, like, dear. You know how Magda, you know how Magda did those Sorbent ads? You're going to be like that. You're going to be making 150 grand just doing an ad, just as a character. You're going to be loaded. And then... You know. And you, of course, you know, being young, you would, you would you oh, totally gobbled it up, it. yes? Swallowed yeah. that shit right up. And... <laughs> Like, it, but it's not just you know that I swallowed it up. It's that because you know when you you know you've been acting or whatever for a while and you get a job and then it's like all your family are behind you and so I yeah. you know I had everyone on board from you know I grew up in a country town all my family from the country and they this was like an exciting thing for them as well. Yeah, the minute you can say to your family because you spend yeah in acting or in, in comedy or whatever you spend ages. You know, you do things that are a big deal to you or a big deal to people who know the industry, but to your family or people outside of it, it means nothing. And the first time that you can go, I'm involved in this thing that's on around the country every Sunday yeah. night, it's a big moment. Yeah. Because yeah. suddenly if you're it validates not on TV, you. then they can't. It's yeah. tangible for them. And you're from a country town? Yeah. And that means a lot more? Yeah. Like it, yeah, it does because people... Everyone barracks for you in that yeah, town? Yeah, they sort of get behind you. But then, you know, so that went to, you know, and we rated quite well if... You know, we were on air now. We probably would stay on air. But um, yeah, what were you doing? What were you saying? You were telling me before what it rated its first week. So the first week was like one point two million, and the second week was like eight hundred thousand. I actually bumped into the producer of it the other day, and he said that he was talking to someone from Seven the other day, and they said if the show was on air now, we definitely would have kept it yeah. on air. Well, because I yeah, I've worked on shows that that debuted at one point two, and they were wrapped. That was like yeah. huge. Yeah. So, you know, it's different different climate. Well, we've already spoken about the figure that your third week was 185,000, so... <laughs> I think it was maybe even less than that, but anyway. But, um, <laughs> oh, really? They were fudging the figures to get it up that oh, high? No, no, I meant lower. It was lower. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, like the with Let Loose Love, the second episode went to air and I got this phone call on, on the Monday from the producer and this really lovely guy called Steve Luby and he rings up and he's like, how are you going, Kate? And I'm like, oh, good. And he's like, oh, how are you, how are you enjoying having a Monday, Tuesday off? And, it's a bit of, you know, your weekend's a bit, you know, it's a bit skew if. And I was like, yeah, you know, but, you know, it's fine. You just, you know, I might go to the movies today. Shit, Kate Nova. Oh, this is making me and sad. Then, you know, this five minute, about to get shot. five-minute conversation and then he says, anyway, Kate, um, look, the network, they love the show. They just don't want to put it on air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so after that happened, and then my dad, like, my dad took it really badly because um, my dad plays lawn bowls, and so he goes over to the lawn, you know, to the bowls club every, let's be honest, most nights of the week. And um, <laughs> he said to me, and everyone over the bowls club was saying to me, when's your show going to be on air? And then I had to tell him it's been axed. He's like, I wish your show had never been on air in the first place. <laughs> 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 Oh, Dad. So, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, the show getting axed and I've got my old man cracking the shits as well. But then this time around, it was quite funny how Dad seemed quite educated to the whole process of TV now. So I rang him up after the first episode and he said, he was like, no, I thought it was very good. I thought there's some things that you could iron out. There's a few creases you could iron out. But that Elaine Front character, as soon as she had a go at Ben Elton, she had us in the palm of her hand. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was, was he aware that you don't play that character? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, my, my dad is the exact same way where if he comes to a show or anything I'm involved in, the bit that he'll rave about will be the bit that I visibly had nothing yeah. to do with. He'll come to a gig and we'll just go on and on and on about Another actor to not mention. Yeah, no, he, he, he was still pretty supportive of what I did. Like he said to me, I thought you were very good. I thought you were very good. He said, I might be biased though. And then the other day I was down in Geelong because they're in Geelong now and I was going out for dinner to this restaurant with some friends that I from high school. and It was this sort of nice restaurant in Geelong. Dad's like, Empire Grill? You're going to the Empire Grill? That's a bit fancy. But I guess you need to go to fancy restaurants now because you're a celebrity these days. <laughs> and then he said, I may be biased, but you're a celebrity to me, mate. Aww. It just, it Did he, nice. he should have rang the Herald Sun to get yeah. you in confidential. Spotted <laughs> Kate McLennan Probably at the did. Empire Grill, drowning her sorrows after episode three. <laughs> Begging them to put a signed photo of her up on the wall. <laughs> I love the calamari, Kate McLennan. <laughs> She ate three plates of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Dad's, you know, he's initiated now into the world of TV. Well, of course, I mean, you know, we were talking about Twitter before, um, playing a massive role. No in, friend of Ben Elton. In how, yeah, and uh, uh, how did you, because like, you know, you were saying before, you can pretty easily gauge what the public are thinking of by just hopping on Twitter and having a look. And, and compared to Let Loose Live, when there, you know, back when there was none of that, what kind of game? I mean, were you just going on the numbers or did, did you hear, you know, how, how, did, how did you hear? How did you hear anything of what people thought about it? Oh, got on, had a look. No, on, that, on what though? Uh, Twitter. Oh, do you mean back No, no, I mean, I mean Let Loose Live, yeah. Yeah, well, there was maybe like a shitty write-up in, you know, The Green Guide. Perhaps that would be the only... That was the Twitter was the, of the yeah, day. that was yeah. it. So we kind of rocked up for Ep 2 of Let Loose Live, none the wiser, in a way. Yeah. You know, willing to put in a good day's work with a happy frame of mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas this show is a bit different. Well, Whereas I, now this... I, I found that very weird, the way that Ben Elton was so, like, getting stuck into Twitter. Like, as if Twitter was, like, some machine that was doing it to him. Like, it was like people. It's people that are saying it, not Twitter. They're not sitting in the ivory towers at Twitter going, let's 
spread the opinion of this show around. It's just people's opinions that just constructed under the umbrella of, of Twitter. Yeah, and, like, there was that, you know, I guess people think that people only get on the internet to hate on stuff, which clearly wasn't the case because, you know, the next night Adam Hills's show went to air and Laid was, and you know, and yeah. really overwhelmingly positive and look, Let's Let's say that, that, well. that people do, like, it does turn into a bit of a sport. Yeah. And with, especially with Ben Elton, like once anyone smelt blood at all, it was like, okay, let's do this. And I actually thought, and I said this before, you know, I actually thought that the numbers would have been boosted by people wanting to play it like a game and get on Twitter and watch Ben Elton Live and rag whatever crap sketch came up next. Or yeah, well, that's what I said. I was doing stand-up a lot in those two weeks and I said that, you know, tune in on Tuesday night because we're going to do a Q&A style Twitter feed at the bottom <laughs> of the screen. And people were like, are you really doing that? I said, no, no. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Cast would go backstage and hang themselves. (laughs) Um, Coincidentally, you know My Kitchen Rules is doing that now on Channel 7? Are they? Yeah. I do not see the point in that. Oh, that meringue looks good. Because didn't that What's the fucking point of that? Too much sauce. Now, I'm saying, I'm making these jokes, but I just want to keep absolving myself of, of, you know, blaming it on the cast or whatever, because it obviously wasn't anything to do with you guys. I was just amazed by the, you know, out-of-date stuff that, that they were forcing upon you. I just thought that's... So unfair. I don't know if that's the right word, but it just seemed like such a horrible thing to. to it's like putting kick me signs on the back of your on, on your backs by giving you those scripts and stuff like that. I think it was a challenge. Like it, it was interesting. Like you had to find reasons why. Oh God, it sounds like you know we were all abused or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, like I had to find reasons why. You know, what What was my lesson to be learnt from it all? And, you know, like I love writing sketch comedy and I love playing characters and, you know, one day I would like to get a sketch show up. You know, that's probably a pretty big aspiration of mine. And it was a lesson in kind of not what not to do. It is what not to do. Um, <laughs> but just but, you know, just having a team, like collaborating yeah. with writers and having cast who can write as well, I think is really important. Well, because that was the thing, was that the format of it was sort of was sort of okay, you know? I like the having a host in between the sketches yeah. and the sketches all being really simple just in one, you know, one little location. Yeah. It was sort of like if you, if you, you know, if you had a team. And, and, and the show. live idea, the live idea is great, but yeah. if there was a possibility of anything live happening, but... It sort of wasn't, was it? That's, no. It goes back to my point. Because to me, like, I tuned in the first week, you know, to have a sticky beak, you know, to, to watch and support you. And also, because it is live, you think, fuck, I wonder if, you know, what if someone falls off a chair or... That's mm. that's the main or, or something. But, yeah, yeah, if there's no sort of risk of that, it's like, well... Yeah. Yeah. It's But doing the live night was really fun because that's sort of a nice little combination of me doing the stage stuff and the telly stuff, like it's a perfect sort yeah. of forum for What about this? There, there was a suspicion on week two that there was someone, a plant maybe, or the warm-up guy or something like that. On the show, you could hear someone going, ah, ah, like really loudly laughing at everything that ever oh, happened. That's what it, yeah, we were the laughing last... at that, and we were, we were like, who's this guy? Who is it? And someone thought that perhaps it was Brian Nankervis because he's he the warm-up, warm-up guy. guy. But then um, apparently it wasn't him. But we don't know. We don't know who he was. Oh, really? Was but, there any? Do you know if there was any sweetening of laughs f- for the TV audience? Because a couple of times I'd be watching it on TV and there'd be a big aerial shot, and the the, the soundtrack would have people 
laughing very loudly and yeah. whatever. And I just just looking at people, you're like, that, that doesn't look like a crowd of people that are all laughing that much. No, they were. The second week, the audience were really into it. They were, okay. Yeah. 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 The first week, they were quieter right. because we had half the audience were press. So, yeah, okay, which right. was weird because the Friday night we'd done this dress rehearsal and everyone was going mental because I think there were a lot of, you know, there's a lot of old Ben Elton fans that mm. came along to the live show. So the live audience would really get into it. And then, the yeah, the first night it was a bit flatter. But the second night was, there were genuine laughs in the room. Genuine <laughs>, laughs. But it was a fun room to play to. Like it's, it was, you know, massive, you know, there's probably a couple of hundred people in the audience. So Yeah, it's a dream. Bottom, bottom line is it's TV, it's live TV. And it's, it's like, exciting. That's what people want to do. Like that's great. It's just yeah. sad that it's ended up the way it ended up. But, you know, that's what, you know, ourselves included, that that would be everyone's goal, to be doing live t- live yeah. comedy on live yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Did, you have, a, did you have like a farewell drink? We're having party? a rap party on Tuesday night. Oh. That's the thing. We let Lisa, we didn't get a rap party. It was just kind of like axed and then we never, you know, spoke of it ever again. Um, but this one we all get to, you know, go out and get blind drunk on Tuesday night as opposed to all the other Tuesday nights that we worked together where we went and got blind drunk. <laughs> so, yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be that'd be exciting. I'd like to come. Is that yeah. a possibility? No, you bring guests. Um, I won't be here. You'll be away. Yeah, yeah that's disappointing because I would have brought you along. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ben himself going to be there? I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued to see whether he'll make it out. I wonder if he get drunk and just turn on you all. Start blaming the yeah. failure on all of you. It was funny that on the Tuesday night after, so the third episode, he said, you know, I just think this cast is amazing. You know, I deserve an award for putting this cast together and still kind of, you know, finding a way that he could come out of it <laughs> looking really good. Hey, is, have you voted in, in the Logies? Mm-mm. Do either of you vote in the Logies? No. No. Because well, I think this might be the first year that you can do it on the internet. So I, I did it just because I was bored the Who'd other day. Who did you vote for? Well, here's the thing. In in all the presenter categories, I voted for people I like. Like, I voted for Sean McAuliffe and I, I can't remember who else. But then for the best overall best show, I thought purely because I thought it was hilarious that you even could vote for it, I voted for Warney to win Most Popular really? Program. Just really? because the the very fact that you could even do that was so insane to me that I went, that's... See, see, see I'm not got it. Like, it's, it's, are you it's a pretty voting, long list, yeah. Are you voting for the actual... Like, is it narrowed yeah. down to five or six people in each category, or is this the long list? No, I think this is the... This is the short this list. Is the, the, no, this is the... Yeah, I don't know how it's... But it just... But, uh, but then I thought... Well, I'm more surprised. I'm more surprised that Warney didn't do what Ben Elton did and assemble, like, you know, half a dozen attractive females for his show for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just had one and hoped for the best. But, but then um, I thought, imagine if... Imagine if, um, imagine if it won based on... The majority of the people just because it's so much easier to vote, you don't have to buy the TV week and fill it out. Imagine if people just got on the net and everyone voted for a retarded show like Warney and it, and it won the Logie. Well, they talk How about. How amazing would that be? Don't they talk about networks buying, like, you. A network will, like, employ some company that then it's just their job to vote. Like it's right. Just ring up and, uh, well, I mean, Ray Mar won the Logie and no one's seriously voting. For him to be the best actor of the year, everyone's going. How funny would it be if Alf yeah. won the Logie? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, completely. I went to the um, Logies a couple of years ago because oh, we, we did. Um, oh, what for? What show? Well, we did. Um, oh, you were working sketches. for the Logies? Yeah, you so did we sketches. did these sketches in between. So it was Dan Ellick and Chambo and Justin Kennedy. Who else was doing it? On Declan Faye. So we were this little writing team that put this 
Oh, actually, that's a lie. I didn't write it. Um, anyway, we filmed these sketches and they went on in between. And so we scored, Dan and I scored an invite to the Logies. But we, you know, there's a bit of a hierarchy involved. So we were a late entrant in getting a place. So we sat at this table right at the back of the room. And I was sitting next to the guy that <laughs> called the trots on Sky. <laughs> 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 so, but, um, I Johnny got, Tapp. Was it John Tapp? I don't know what his name is. He had a he had a moustache. I can't remember. But his wife worked for nine or something, so I don't even think he was supposed to be there. But who um, else? Who else were you sitting near? Um, this is like the Zone Three of well, Logies. Okay, so well, this was before um, talking about your generation had gone to air, so they were kind of sitting up the back towards us as oh, well. Right. But um, I um I had a bit of an incident um, before the Logies had even started because. You know, oh, look, I don't mind a shandy. And um, <laughs> it was all free booze. And so we're sitting out in the foyer and I had this dress on that it was like this skirt that you hoisted up over your chest and tied up around your neck. And this there's this actress called Julia Blake who's in Bed of Roses. She's this old, old doyen of Australian theatre and TV. And she's sitting down next to me and we're having a chat. And she says to me, oh, Kate, I love your dress. It's very nice. Now, I um, look, I wasn't wearing a bra with this dress because... <laughs> Like, let's be frank, I don't need to. And um, not because I've had work done and they just, you know, stay up of their own accord just so I have the breast of a 13-year-old. But um, I had this dress hoisted up and because, like, it had this tie-up sort of thing, I went, oh, yeah, and it's got this lovely sort of waistband that you hoist up over your breast. And I pulled the dress apart and the dress had... The waistband had fallen down to my waist, so I just totally flashed my bre- my breast to this old woman <laughs> and whoever was sort of standing by. And this is at like five o'clock in the afternoon, so it wasn't even late in the piece. And and on the other side of the room, Ben Elton saw it and went. <laughs> That's Miguel. Miguel, she's destined to work at Channel Nine. Girl flat. Um, she's got girl flat all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no offense. Hey. <laughs> I went to a Logies party one year in Crown Towers, like in the, you know, above the yeah, hotel rooms yeah. where they film it because I'd been doing some writing on Rove when it was still oh, on. yeah, because he, like, used to get a room. Yeah, they, yeah. their production company gets a, gets a hotel room and I got invited and, and IRSVP and said, yeah, that'd be heaps of fun, I'd love to go and got really excited about it and then <laughs> the week before the party I got fired <laughs> but I'd already RSVP'd and so I was sort of like, because, you know, I, I knew a lot of, the, you know, the dudes who wrote on it and, and you know, it sort of a few people from the office and it was like, it's a pretty cool thing to get invited to. I don't, you know, if I want to go, I'll, so I'll just I'll just sort of, I'll pull a bit of a Costanza, old George Costanza, oh! I'll sort of just turn up and just hope really? for the Really? Yeah, I just sort of turned up and, and no one really, everyone was like, you know, cool. And, you know, the writers knew that I wasn't on the show anymore, but, you know, they, they all knew that. Do you think you know, after was... you left, you know, they closed the door and everyone just went, what the fuck did he do? Well, that was the thing. <laughs> it was because me and uh, um, uh, a friend of the show, Jared McCulloch, were sitting, because in the main sort of, you know, in the sitting room of, of the hotel room, everyone was, the TV was on, but everyone was chatting and drinking, so you couldn't really tell what was going on. And me and Jared actually kind of wanted to watch it, so we went into the bedroom and <laughs> lay under the covers, watching it on the TV in the bedroom. And we were taking bets about who was going to win, and the bets were escalating, and then a few more people came in, and at one point I went, I can't afford to be making bets like this, I don't have a job. And then one of the production assistant women went, how, how can you be here if you don't have a job? And I was like, oh, I'd better go. I've got uni in the morning. And I kind of left pretty soon after that. So I imagine it was very much a, 
What was with that comment? Oh, we sacked him. Oh. <laughs> but I was just, I was like 20 or something at the time, so I was just like, just drink as much of yeah. the free piss yeah. and have as many fucking dimmies as you can. Yeah, because things have they changed up a to lot you. since then, haven't they? <laughs> no. Now that you're older and mature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, free, free, swipe anything from Channel 9? Um. No, I did try to get my dignity back when I was leaving the other day, but uh, I think they're just going to post it to me. Guys, that brings us to the end of the show for another week. Kate McLennan, thanks so much for joining us uh, and and bearing your soul and being honest about all that. Um, Jump on iTunes and check out the Download Podcast if you're listening to this. Yeah, give it a few weeks. Give it a few few weeks weeks. when the footy season starts. Um, Thanks if you're listening to us on Barry. Check out all our old episodes. Give us some strange reviews on iTunes. We've got plenty of them already, but leave a few more. And we'll see you next time. See you, mate. See you, mate. Don't you remember? You was my lover. You was my friend.